Welcome to I Want to Put a Baby in You, a podcast exploring reproductive technology and life-changing stories. Here are your hosts, Jennifer White and Ellen Trackman. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jennifer White here with my sister and co-host extraordinaire, Ellen Trackman. Hello. Welcome. Yay. Welcome. So very important topic, more yes. important than pumpkin spice. Uh, are you a holiday movie watcher? And if so, what is your favorite holiday movie? So much. Uh, I wasn't one earlier in life. And now that I have... I, specifically my oldest daughter is like my holiday movie buddy, but the other kids are into them too. Um, but yes, there are so many good holiday movies. I'm very excited about the princess switch three coming out. Um, actually, oh, wow. I, think, I think it'll be out by the time this episode comes out because it's coming out to, today or tomorrow, really soon. So, um, we're very excited about that, but we, we definitely enjoy like the fluffy holiday movies. Very nice. Good. And yourself? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's Sorry. okay. I mean, we um, also have a Grinch living in the house too, so we get it. We know it's I'm like to be with you. I'm not even a Grinch. Like, I decorate, I do that stuff, but I'm just not much of a movie watcher. So I'm definitely not like a holiday specific movie watcher. Uh, I I can admit I have not been back to see a movie in a theater since before COVID. So, mm. but my my spouse and my child are absolutely like they've been to the movies several times. They they love movies. I'm just. I don't yeah. have the patience to sit that long, I guess. Oh, and does your child, does your child know about the princess switch three? Is that no, maybe not. Uh, not their style. I don't know. <laughs> I apparently will reach out and let them know right after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Well, they might have to do some, you know, some, some back background research of watching the first and the second one. I was going to say, it sounds like we have a lot of movie catching up to do. <laughs> awesome. Right. So speaking of catching up about movies, we have a great interview coming up. So here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jessica McGaw and Roma Sauer for joining us. Um, let's start by introducing yourselves and telling a little bit about your background. Uh, Jess, do you want to start? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jessica McGaw. I'm a filmmaker and a professor at CU Denver Film and Television Department. Um, I've been working with Roma for many years. We met in 2010 at a faculty meeting and um, she said, hey, I've got this film idea do you want to go to India with me and shoot the movie? And I said, yeah. And six months later, we got on a plane and flew to India and stayed in Delhi for a month and shot a film about wow. roadside fatalities in the streets. Oh, wow. And um, so that was a fascinating experience. And that film kind of launched our 12 years together as a filmmaking team. Um, we've worked on several features, uh, some shorts, a web series, and now we're uh, creating a feature length film about our experience um, trying to get pregnant and have babies and it's about our friendship coming together throughout all of that darkness. Wow. Mm, I love that. Wow. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm still stuck back way back on like roadside fatalities. How, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I know we're going to a different direction eventually, but <laughs> wow, what an incredible like thing to start on with your relationship. Like, do you mind just talking a little bit about that? Because I'm just fascinated from the side, as a side, little side standpoint on that. Yeah, so this is a film that Roma can probably speak to it more because she she heard the story first. Um, there's this guy in India. His name is Piyush Tiwari, and his cousin died uh, unnecessarily on the streets due to um, a, a ton of bleeding that could have been his death could have been prevented if if he would have been cared for. 
And the issues um, in the streets of Delhi are just so numerous because there's um, just a lack of uh, immediate care. It's not like the, the hospitals are bad. They have great medical care. It's just getting it to the right place at the right time is the issue. Um, there's issue with the buses sharing the lanes with the bicycles. There are issues of um, people being afraid to intervene because they don't want to get sued and get stuck in a lawsuit. And so, um, so his organization, Save Life Foundation, is... Um, trying to train first responders to be able to save as many lives as possible. And his first stop was the police, because it's usually the the Delhi police um, who gets to the scene of the accident first. And um, they weren't trained on basic care. Wow. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. So his foundation was, you know, the ABC's airway, breathing and circulation and go from there and They've saved a lot of lives and he's working with the government to try to change policies and he's doing a lot of amazing things. So we followed him for a long time um, to tell his story. And the film's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing some really great work and he's a humanitarian and um, just an incredible person. Thank, thank you. Sorry. Thank you for letting me go on that little side tangent. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to like gnaw at my curiosity the entire time. So is, I was like, might as well go. Is there a name or a way to see for people? Yeah, the film's that? called The Golden Hour. Um, it's on YouTube right now, available. So if you just find awesome. it, you can watch it. Yep. Wonderful. All right. Now we'll loop back. Sorry. Now now we'll go back to talking about you. <laughs> um, so uh, you mentioned they're talking that, that your new film is going to be about your, your fertility journey. Sh- do you mind sharing a little bit about your fertility journey? And then we'll go over and talk to Roma too. Obviously we've kind of, yeah. we've made it the, the just, just show right now, but we'll, we'll right. go different directions in a second. Sure. So my experience was I didn't have trouble getting pregnant. I had trouble staying pregnant. So I, um, my first pregnancy was 2012. Um, I got through 20 weeks and uh, found there were a bunch of um, genetic issues with the fetus. Um, There were, uh, the heart was on the wrong angle and there were a bunch of things. And um, so that was heartbreaking. I lost that baby at 20 weeks. And then my second pregnancy I lost at 10 weeks. And then the third one I lost at nine weeks. And so um, this was just, just, you know, time after time of just heartbreak. And then, um, and were you going through it alone or were you sharing with um, Roma yeah. or others? Yeah, I was sharing with Roma. Thank goodness Roma was there to help talk me through it. And I have, I have a pretty good support system with friends and family. And of course my husband was there and, um, and, uh, it's just so interesting. Our relationship got so much closer during all this, which is, I guess what happens, but <laughs> I guess not to everybody. But um, so I had a happy ending. I have two beautiful, healthy children now um, who are six and four. Wonderful. And uh, but it was just um, it's just so funny because when it happens to you, when you have a miscarriage, everyone just suddenly comes out of the woodwork. Oh, that happened to my sister. Oh, that happened to my friend. Oh, that happened. Da, 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 da. And uh, it's just so weird that no one never talks about it. And it's this hidden thing that we go through and we don't know that everyone else is experiencing it as well. Absolutely. So and thanks to you guys for <laughs> trying to get the word out there. Yeah, the <laughs> and Roma, do you want to tell us about your background and um, 
kind of experiencing it from the other, from the other side and being the supportive friend. And I don't know if you, you personally experience that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you all still able to hear me? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm Roma Sir, and I'm also a professor in the film and television program at CU Denver, and I have known <clears throat> Jessica for 12 years now, and I truly cherish our uh, producing partnership, our collaboration, our cross-cultural friendship, and I truly think it has blossomed into something uh, that is so precious in my life. Um, and I've been able to go through so many things because of this French friendship. So uh, I have I teach in the screenwriting department. <clears throat> so Jessica looks at uh, production, and I oversee writing. So we meet, we have a really great collaboration. We don't step on each other's toes because our skill sets are different. Uh, as far as yes, and going back to Golden Hour, that's how our friendship started. And I just wanted to add, just didn't even know me then. Uh, just after a coffee, she said, yeah, I'm coming with you to Delhi. And that's yeah. it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is her. That's Jessica. She'll do it. Whatever you say, she'll she's like, let's do it. So that's how it started. And next thing we knew next summer in the heat of, uh, you know, June, we were in New Delhi. And I still remember uh, Jess passed out on day one. <laughs> <laughs> while, while filming that's a story I love to tell but she was right back in the next 48 hours after a lot of hydration <laughs> and we and we filmed the whole movie and I just want to add that uh, now thanks to Piyush Tiwari and Save Life Foundation there is now a good Samaritan law in India which was not there so that's just oh, a wow. huge part yeah that's, that's a great. huge part of it so people can be more encouraged to help yes each other. his whole foundation is anchored in the uh, theory that we've got to train people India is a land of people there are too many people so let's just train the people by the time the police reaches the destination of accident yeah. there are way too many people in the way though so the police and the ambulance can never get in reach on time by the time they reach, the person is dead. And that's what happened with his 16-year-old cousin. Wow. Uh, so he said, why don't we just train the people? So he trained the people. And now uh, it's kind of like Uber. People reach people who are closest and they are trained by SLF. They will just reach before the police can get there and they will do first-hand uh, first response. So by the time the police reaches, at least the person's life is saved and then the ambulance will take the person to the hospital. Yeah. So he's got trained personnel all over, uh, you know, in all the cities where SLF uh, functions. So coming back to my experience, I had a kind of similar uh, experience as Jess. Uh, the difference being that I was trying to give my uh, my four-year-old child a sibling. And then we tried for many years, for, I would say four to five years of my life. This is all we were doing. Uh, we kind of invested we got drained emotionally physically financially from every angle and i went through several rounds of iui ivf i even did a treatment in mumbai and wow. the day i was boarding the flight i still remember uh, an hour before that i got results that it was negative and that was my last oh. last effort yeah it, it was crushing it was the longest flight of my life I was stuck in a 15-hour flight with that news weighing yeah. on me so I can never forget that flight 
And that was also a turning point in my life. I decided it, I'm now in my fifth year. Uh, I cannot do this anymore. I can't. And my child is now close to 10. Or He was at that point, I think, nine or something or eight. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've, I've forgotten who I am and I'm forgetting him. He's getting neglected because I'm emotionally in a different headspace all the time. So I've got to pay attention to what I have, and that's him. And he's a beautiful, healthy boy. So I just devoted and turned all my attention and energy on him. Me and my husband, we talked about it. So we just have him now, and we have accepted it and embraced it. And this is it. God has blessed us with one child, and so be it. So um, then I started writing. I documented my experiences because I'm a writer, and writing is cathartic for me really helps me process my thoughts so I wrote I wrote and wrote a lot and finally over the over a few years uh it turned into the rock within that's amazing and, and thank you for yes. sharing I, I think a lot of people don't they don't think about secondary infertility which is what you are experiencing right that you think that when you've been through once oh it should be easy the second time and it's not always yeah that is true and we also get feedback about the film that because it's second child maybe it's not that you know heartbreaking she already has one I kind of disagree I mean they are two different things and I don't think one can be compared definitely being blessed with one is a blessing versus having none however when you're trying for a second you're trying to give your child a sibling so you have to not only face your own sense of loss you have to also constantly answer the questions of the child and that is the hardest thing. He's so little. He was four. He was five. And he asked me so many questions for years. It wasn't years until he stopped. He just wanted a sibling so bad. He asked me so many questions that I had no answers to. I just didn't know how to answer a four-year-old child. Right. So those are some moments that I tried to capture in the movie. That sounds very powerful. A screenplay, rather. It's not a movie yet. <laughs> and tell us where where your movie project is right now. So I know we can't go out and watch the movie yet. So what is that looking like? When can we see it? Jess, are you there? Yeah, you want me to answer? Yeah, Yeah. go ahead. So, uh, I, I thought I lost you all again. I've just, just been <laughs> muted. Um, so Roma and I, um, the, so Roma wrote the script. It's been in, in and out of professional workshops over the last couple of years. It's ready to roll. We've already attached a casting director out of New York City. And so um, we have kind of a, 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 a list of who we might want to. Now we're just waiting for the money. So uh, we're working on financing the film, and then as soon as that money comes in, we're ready to roll. Nice. And once you do have the money and things kind of start, what, I mean, how, how long does that normally take? Is it a few years? Say, we just know nothing about this process. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the stage we're in right now is called development. And so we're developing the film, trying to get the financing in place, getting our uh, a crew attached and our cast attached. And then we're going to move into pre-production. And pre-production is where we do our final casting, get all of the locations, build the shot list, build the sets, 
figure out where we're going to be, um, what, you know, what costumes we're going to use, whatnot. And then the production happens, which is for this film is going to be about a month long, probably 20 to 25 days on the film set where we actually do most of the shooting. And then it goes into post-production. So all of that process from pre-production and post, that's probably going to be about a year. Okay, we can and then from there, we can wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then from there, it kind of goes out to the world through di- distrib- various distribution channels. Nice. So, um, so you know, Rome and I have been with this story for a really long time. We started the idea for the film, you know, many years ago, and um, so it's just been interesting the way that our relationship with you know our heartbreak has changed, and our relationship with the film has changed. Um, and you know, when they intersect, when they don't, and it's oh, yeah. just been, it's been interesting. You talked about you know, setting out for workshopping and things like that. How has that changed what your original vision is? Cause again, I don't know much about how this process works, but you know, usually when you have a story to tell, right, you have a very specific bent on how, how you are, you're doing it. How has the outside view of that influence the, the story you ultimately decided you want to tell or, or, or are going to tell? Yeah, I think, Roma, you should answer that one. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I've taken it to a few labs. Uh, these are called screenwriting labs. And what they do is allow the screenwriter to come with a draft. Then they pair you up with mentors who are like industry, uh, you know, uh, leaders. They are like uh, experts in their, in their profession. So these could be uh, executives from television uh, networks, or they could be just established screenwriters from the industry. So I attended a few of those. One of them is called Story Labs, which I thought was extremely uh, helpful. It also made to the second round of Sundance. Uh, so it's been a it's been at a few places. Um, what I came out of these labs was uh, what's interesting about this screenplay is one thing both Jason, Jess and I agreed on was that we did not want it to be uh, a film that just takes us to a dark place all the time and leaves us there because this is a pretty heavy topic. And most of the movies in this genre on this on this topic, they kind of show the protagonist you know, kind of really um, go to a dark place. So we wanted to treat it with levity without necessarily belittling the subject. It's a very delicate, sensitive subject. So uh, there are moments of humor uh, and that is that comes from Jenny, the character who is actually uh, a perfect foil to Trisha, who is the South Asian, the Indian character. So Jenny is the person who's wild, who lives on the wild side of life. And she actually inspires Trisha to audition for a reality show called The Wild Mamas. So the, so she really helps uh, unleash the, the real Trisha that kind of got buried, buried under, you know, these years of trying and um, going through infertility. So that's what the story is. And Jenny also is somebody who's very spontaneous and non-judgmental and she would pretty much, she's up for anything. She'll do anything. And a lot of humor comes from her dialogues and her character. So these labs really helped me uh, <clears throat> define their friendship more. And everybody in, at the labs agreed that the best part of the screenplay really is the fact is this intersection of the subject of infertility with a reality show and then their cross-cultural friendship. So there have been a few movies out there in this uh, 
in this territory, but not quite with two characters who come from two different worlds and definitely not with the angle of reality show. Um, I was definitely thinking this sounded quite unique, but there isn't a whole lot in this area that we can find. I know I was giving a presentation yesterday about assisted reproductive technology. And afterwards, someone came up to me and said, oh, I've seen Baby Mama. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah Baby yes, Mama is a good one. Too. It's yeah. so fun. I love, you know, SNL characters, the people from mm-hmm. SNL. Um, and Private I, Lives I, is one of them, too. Uh, yes, I saw that one, too. I feel like that one was much, um, much more serious, right? Yes. Um, tonally yeah. this this is a drama with levity that's how we like to call it it's comedic drama and that's really what i like to write i love it i'm excited for it are there any other movies in the meantime while we're excitedly waiting for yours that you can point to that you thought you know might not cover this you know secondary or this like really focus on this friendship or cross-culture elements that are really special and unique about yours but might also be helpful or supportive of someone going through the infertility space? Uh, the first one, as I said, that comes to mind is Private Lives. Uh, then there is also a documentary on Netflix. Uh, it's called Vegas Baby. And I've seen a, that. I've seen that. Oh, you've Actually, seen that one? Yeah. It follows the journey of these four women who are trying, who are competing for um, for something in Vegas and they're going to use the money for IVF. Yes. I think Jen and I have a colleague that worked for the doctor in that movie for a while. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. yes. Wow. It's a small world. Wow. Uh, you know, there's another episode of Master of None that comes to mind, which I actually use in my teaching. It got a lot of reviews and it's extremely well-written and well-directed. Uh, so uh, I believe it's the episode four of Master of None of the new season. And it's one of the, I think it's something that I've seen recently that is really done very well. It just follows this journey of a woman going through IVFs and it's so realistic, but it's also so emotionally potent. It really is very well done. We'll have to look for that. That's, that, that definitely great. comes. Yeah, I think you should definitely watch it. It's very well done. And it puts you in the seat of that woman. You feel like you're with her the whole time. <clears throat> Amazing. Well, we are excited to, to air this episode and to provide all the links so that people can find the movie when it's ready. Anything else um, we can ask our listeners to be able to follow or stay connected with you that might be helpful? Um, you can follow, we're both on Instagram, so you can find us on Instagram. And I have a website, jessicamaga.com, which has more information about the film, The Rock Within. Fantastic. We will make sure that that is, is linked into everything when, when we put what this is, up. What is The Rock? Do we have a Rock page on Insta or no? Yeah, I it is. That. It's at The Rock Within Movie. Oh, yeah, right. I totally Perfect. forgot that. At the yeah. Rockwood movie. That's the best yeah. place to go, to, actually. Perfect. My, we will direct people that way. And my website is surcreations.com. But I think the Rock Within movie would be the best for uh, latest updates and anything, any development on the project. Wonderful. Well, thank you both for being willing to come on and talk about your own personal journeys and as well as obviously this film and giving us a little bit of education on the other film and the golden hour, which I'm, I'm totally fascinated by. I'm, I'm going to go look for that one. <laughs> and so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting us.
Well, I am excited to see The Rock Within when it comes out. So it sounds so fun, but also such an important topic and so meaningful and something certainly that so many people struggle with. So it'll be really nice to see a story about it and shed some light on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as, you know, tying it back to people want to go back and listen to Eloise from last week, you know, representation matters. And I think everybody needs to see themselves and their friendships also represented through this and their cultures represented through these, through infertility. So thank you to everyone out there who listens to us. Uh, please don't forget, you can leave us a review on iTunes or leave us a little stars. Uh, you can also give us a call. And leave us a message at 303-997-1903. We do love to get those calls. Also, if you want to go to our website and recommend, either self-recommend that you come on our show and talk to us as a guest or somebody else that you would be fascinated to hear from, we always love to hear your suggestions and try to track people down because we want to talk to the people that you want to hear. So thank you for those who have done that in the past and and to those who will do so in the future. as always, I'm going to keep just going along here. It's like a big train. Uh, thank <laughs> you <laughs> to, our, to our team, who makes us sound incredible, uh, to Amanda, to Tyler, to Melissa, and of course, to Chris at Work at Bird Studios. And as always, thanks to you for coming along with us on this wild ride and listening. Bye.